When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Thursday, September 1st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians shut out for the second time in their last three games, losing 4 to nothing Wednesday against the Baltimore Orioles. It was Tristan McKenzie. Again, the, the home run ball was a problem. Yeah, definitely, Joe. He's given up 22 home runs this season. And, you know, unlike other starts, it wasn't really, you know, the deciding factor because uh, Cleveland didn't score a run. But still... Uh, you know, when he gives up a home run, the, uh, the Guardians are 3-10. and 10. When he doesn't, they're 11-0, and 11-0. So, you know, that's a pretty telling stat. And uh, it just, uh, you know, this guy, Joe, this guy, over his last 11 starts, the opposition is only hitting 189 against Tristan. And he's only, I think, 5-5 five and five in those starts. I mean, this guy, you know, with a little more offensive help, and uh, you know his ability, perhaps to you know not make that that home run pitch at the wrong time. You know he could be you know he could be having a heck of a season. You know I guess his peripheral stats are really good. The one loss, you know, kind of t- one loss record kind of takes away from that. But he's just he's having a great season. He just can't he can't get everything pointed in the right direction. Right. Everything looks great except for the one that matters the most, and that's the the wins and losses for him. Uh, and, uh, you know, Cleveland's record in the games that he starts is, is uh, not as, as good as it could be, I guess, if, like you said, uh, he was able to to cut down on those the home run pitches. But but really, last night's outing was a struggle from the start. Baltimore's approach was really good. They they made him work. They they fouled off some pitches. Uh, he threw a lot of pitches in the first three innings uh, and. You know, they, they sort of wore him down a little bit. He he walked a couple of guys and walked in a run early. Uh, but then, you know, it, there was a, a point where he he sort of could have settled in and, and gone for a little bit there. Uh, but the the solo home run, uh, you know, really came back and, and, and bit him. And that was Gunnar Henderson's first ever uh, major league hit. Uh, they had just called uh, Baltimore, had just called Gunnar Henderson up uh, long flowing hair that can't keep his helmet out his uh it is his helmet counter right now his career helmet counter is at two uh as as in, like a la jose ramirez uh out of the box that helmet just can't stay on his head 
Yeah, I don't know if he's he's got to get that refitted or uh, he's got to get some stick them in there, uh, put some bubble gum in inside there and making sure it stays on his head because I don't think he wants to be running around the bases if unless he hits a home run, you know, without that helmet on. If he's if he's a base stealer, he better keep that baby on. Yeah, it was uh, interesting to see uh, Tristan stare the, stare the guy down as he rounded the bases with uh, with no helmet on. He just sort of took off and uh, the 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 helmet didn't survive getting out of the box after that 429 foot home run to to center field uh also earlier in the game uh Henderson at the plate uh he sent a long foul ball down the left field line and once again Stephen Kwan uh made a spectacular play uh going deep down the foul line uh into foul territory up against the wall making a leaping catch and then starting uh an unusual uh, seven six three double play. Yeah, just a really a fun a fun play to watch. You know, because from the press box and from you know a big part of the ballpark, you you kind of lost sight of Quan. You really didn't know if he had caught the ball or not. And then all of a sudden he's, he comes down to earth and you see the relay, you know, steaming into a Rosario and Rosario made just a great throw to first base. And, uh, you know, Josh Naylor made a nice pick to to complete the double play. But that was a fun play. And, you know, thankfully that that wall is padded. Mm-hmm. And it's also high enough where uh, Quan didn't jump into the stands like he did in uh, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of, uh, you know, recalled that play on Friday night in Seattle. Uh, another game where where the Guardians didn't get much offense, but uh, you know there was at least a, a defensive play to talk about afterwards. Uh, and it just seems like every night you come to the park, Stephen Kwan is is doing something special or doing something remarkable to to make you take note of. Uh, and that's the that's really the formula for a, a rookie of the year sort of season is that he's had that consistency all year long. Uh, but then you sprinkle in every now and again uh, some outstanding plays or something to to make everybody sort of take notice of him at least once a night. Yeah, definitely, Joe. You know what? What he was what the uh, rookie of the year and uh, rookie of the month in uh, April uh, kind of went into a little bit of a slide in 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 May and then, but then has really been consistent and like you said, he's done. Uh, you know, he's kind of stood out. You know, at once or twice every week, it seems like, either offensively or defensively. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, he's going to do, I think he's going to do well in the, in the, in the rookie of the year balloting. I don't know if he's going to win it, but I think he's going to be, he's definitely a candidate and uh, he's making a push for it right now. Yeah, I think it would be very reasonable to, to consider him at least one of the top three finalists uh, for the award when, when those are announced. Uh, also could be under heavy consideration for uh, a gold glove out there in left field based on his defensive performance. Uh, right now, eight outfield assists uh, for him. Uh, that's tied for the seventh most in the majors this season. Uh, he's also, uh, you know, the most among any rookies. And no Cleveland outfielder has, you know, more than, or no Cleveland rookie outfielder has more uh, assists in a season since 2008 when Ben Francisco had 12. So yeah, a, a 16 defensive runs saved. Uh, that's the, the most in all of, uh, all the majors among left fielders. Uh, I think he's in position right now to at least be a finalist for a gold glove as well. Oh yeah. And I, I think that's for, that's definitely a possibility, Joe. I think, you know, just off the top of your head, you can think of three great plays he's made, like, you know, 
plays of the year candidates mm -hmm. like you know the play in in Colorado on the warning track that play in Seattle uh last week and and the play last night I mean those are plays that you know they, they stay on highlight reels forever yeah and even go back to the the first week of the season uh he had a, a similar play to last night where he made a uh, a sliding catch and then uh, a throw all the way through to first base to double up a, a runner in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, we've been talking about his glove uh, almost as much as we've been talking about him getting on base uh, all season long. So uh, definitely a, a storyline to keep an eye on uh, with Stephen Kwan moving forward. Uh, the rest of the offense, though, uh, not not so great uh, last night. Uh, Jordan Lyles limiting the Guardians. Uh, you know, he, he only gave up four hits. I think they only had five total in the game. They stranded seven runners. Uh, Jose Ramirez looks like he's swinging the bat with a little more pop lately. But uh, other than that, it's been a struggle uh, to, to see guys get on base and, and string runs together. Yeah, definitely, Joe. This is, uh, you know, this is, and this is a critical time of the year. Obviously, you know, they're coming off a, uh, a, a uh, a decent month of August, uh, 16 and 11, um, their second best uh, record you know, by month of the season, but they they average only 3.7 runs per game. Like you were saying earlier, uh, they were shut out four times in August in 13 games, 13 of the uh, 27 games they played, they were held to uh, three or fewer runs, you know, and you're, you're not going to win a division like that. And they really have to step this up and uh, they have to play better in, in September. And September, you know, we've been talking about it, what, eight games against the Twins in 11 days. You get, you know, you got Seattle this weekend, you've got Tampa Bay uh, you know, later in the month and, and, sh and the White Sox, you know, so you've got four against the White Sox still. So this is a month where uh, September is going to obviously decide the, the division title. And, you know, I, you know, you, you worry about, I mean, there's still a wild card, but, you know, like we've said before, the, the wild card probably isn't coming from the AL Central. Yeah, you don't want to run the risk of of being out of the Yale Central Division picture and having to leave it up to what other teams are doing outside the division uh, to determine whether or not you can make it in. Uh, it begs the question: Are the Guardians running out of gas? This this young team that's really never you know been in this sort of position before, uh, youngest average age of any club in the in the majors. Heck, younger than some teams in the minors. Uh, these kids haven't played this late into a season or this much in a season, and they've they've never really experienced this sort of uh, this sort of playoff push. Uh, is it uh, reasonable to think that offensively, at least, uh, because we know what the the pitching has been able to do lately, uh, offensively at least, is it uh, conceivable that they could run out of gas here? Yeah, you know, I think that's a possibility, Joe. Uh, you know, the, really the only guy that's been through this through a stretch run that, you know, leads to uh, October is uh, is Ramirez. You know, Ramirez is, you know, had a decent, uh, you know, a decent August. I think he had about, uh, you know, 270, 272, uh, five home runs. You know, I think he had 20 RBIs. But the rest of uh, the rest of the you know that the rest of that lineup you know kind of significantly you know with a few exceptions struggled you know Quan hit 306 I think uh, you know Jimenez Andres Jimenez hit 326 something like that but you know a guy like Naylor uh, who is you know the second you know who has second in, in the team in home runs only hit one home run and hit you know you know just above uh, uh, you know 
just like 203 something like that so mm-hmm. you know it it's it's a process and you know a guy like uh, Oscar Gonzalez uh had a decent uh a decent August hit 286 but you know ended it with in a 3 for 24 skid so you know this is a big month uh, a lot of times uh, the you know the minor league season at least in the past has ended in August and you know the rookies have always had a tough time dealing with the final month of the season Right. Yeah. This year, uh, minor leagues continue to play on through September. So uh, there's at least options in terms of the roster that we talked about the last couple of days. But uh, you're not getting an answer or a quick fix offensively. Uh, We saw Baltimore actually uh, signed a a guy who was cut, uh, Jesus Aguilar, a former Cleveland player. Uh, He's probably going to be up at some point and, and may, might might play tonight actually against Cleveland uh and it's ironic enough he he fills a, he would fill a spot that that Cleveland might need some help from in, in, in at first base uh but he's in Baltimore now instead uh it just you know there's there's really not a place where you can get any sort of offensive help from at this point in the season yeah, you know, they signed Aguilar, uh, Baltimore did after, you know, he was waived by the by Miami, and uh, he's he was at the ballpark last night. Uh, he's, you know, he's going to be activated today when the rosters expand, and, you know, he's he's a first baseman, you know, everyone in Cleveland, I think, know and remembers Aguilar. He hit like 140 home runs in the minor leagues for uh, Cleveland, but really, not, you know, he got a couple, co- had a couple cups of coffee with uh with Cleveland, but really never, you know, really never blossomed in Cleveland. Didn't hit a home run as in the big leagues with Cleveland until, you know, he was waived and claimed by uh, Milwaukee and became an all-star there. So definitely a power threat. Uh, and, uh, you know, you would think, uh, I wonder, you know, I, I haven't talked to anybody, but I wonder if uh, Cleveland had given him, given him any thought, given any thought about perhaps signing him and, 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 you know, because I, like you said, Joe, they could use some help at first base and he's a, you know, he's a veteran first baseman. Yeah, that would have, uh, would have been a good fit, but you know, who knows if he, it takes both sides to be interested and who knows if, if Aguilar might even have some, some hard feelings about it, who knows? Uh, as far as the bullpen came in last night uh, after McKenzie, uh, you know, didn't go very deep into the game. Uh, you had Eli Morgan come out again, and uh, he actually gave up a home run. Uh, it was after uh, what would have been an inning-ending strikeout on a on a checked swing. Uh, the Guardians didn't get the call. Uh, Morgan had to continue, and sort of Terry Francona said he, he looked like he didn't know what pitch to throw next. He threw over to first base a couple of times, uh, winds up throwing a fastball that gets uh, – gets driven out of the park by Ramon Urias uh, for a two-run home run, and that home run snapped the streak uh, uh, for the Cleveland bullpen of 32 and a third innings. Uh, that stretch without giving up an, an earned run uh, is the longest streak by any major league bullpen since Chicago. Uh, the Cubs uh, went 38 innings without uh, giving up an earned run uh, back in 2021. So, uh, that streak is over. The bullpen's still doing well, but Eli Morgan still looks like he needs to be fixed. Yeah, you know, you know, I think he's in that position where you know you take one step forward, two steps back. You know, the long ball is is has really hurt 
Eli, um, you know, since, you know, he had that great run as, as you know, as a kind of the seventh and eighth inning guy, uh, you know, and his, uh, but, you know, it seemed like the, the opposition, you know, caught up to him. And he has not adjusted back. And, you know, every time he, you know, he's, he, he seems to, uh, you know, get a couple strikeouts, has a decent, you know, is, is in the middle of a decent outing, the long ball comes back and haunts him. So, you know, it's something that uh, he's going to have to, you know, just keep working on because you know, so in some form or fashion, uh, the Guardians are going to need him going down the stretch. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. And, you know, it brought up uh, Cody Morris will be one of the, the call-ups uh, today added to the roster in September. Uh, who knows if, if Cody Morris might chip away at some of the, the innings that uh, Eli Morgan might have might have been able to contribute just to to see what they can get out of Cody, but uh, you know we talked to Cody yesterday and and he's you know going to be on a schedule. He's not coming off of an injury. He's he's not going to be used uh, as as much as maybe you would uh, a September call up in the past. Uh, so something to keep an eye on just who gets the innings if they decide to maybe run away from uh, Eli Morgan a little bit. Uh, wanted to uh, take a break here and, and mention uh, subtext. Uh, this is a with, with it being September and a month left of the regular season, and uh, you know this this playoff push being on. Uh, Guardian subtext is uh, a great resource for anybody listening, uh, any Guardians fans who who want to get up to the minute updates and the latest news and our insight in terms of what we're seeing. Uh, from the clubhouse, from the dugout, from uh, from the field when we're we're down there pregame uh, and postgame, uh, just a, a great resource and a great tool for us to connect with the uh, with the Guardians fans and and communicate with them, talk back and forth, and answer their questions. Uh, Hoinsey, what's what's the uh, what's the tone been like on subtext over the last couple of weeks here? Yeah, I think uh, you know everybody. It's it's kind of uh, you know been driven toward. The offense, you know, are they going to score enough runs to hang in there? Um, and I think people are excited. You know, the the subscribers are are excited about the Guardians' possibilities. But you know, you I think they've got their fingers crossed as well. The you know, all the you know, these are diehard uh, Guardians fans, Cleveland fans. So you know, they've been through stretch runs before, and uh, they know the twists and turns it can take. So. Hopefully they they stay. We get some more, you know, more more to join that, Joe, so uh, they can go along for the ride. Yeah, and uh, the way you join that is to, is by going to cleveland.com/slash/subtext. Uh, there's a, a a photo of of Hoinsey there. Uh, click on it and uh, you know log in, uh, put your information in, and you get signed up for uh, the just the latest updates. They they come directly to your phone. You can reply to them. And, and and talk back and forth with myself and with Hoinsey. Uh, another way to to sign up, uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346. Uh, it costs $3.99 a month uh, to subscribe, and uh, you'll you'll get the the latest from from the ballpark from the club. And as soon as we know it, you'll know it via subtext. Uh, all right, uh, you know, just a couple more uh, things we wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, the the Guardians, uh, you know, they wind up losing last night, but they don't lose any ground in the American League Central Division because Boston uh, comes through and and pulls out a victory in Minnesota. Uh, they turned a double play 
uh, late in the game in the in the ninth inning to to sort of seal it with the winning run uh, on base for the Twins. The the Red Sox uh, turn a double play, get out of the inning, get out of the game, and get out of there with a, a win to keep Cleveland a game and a half ahead of Minnesota in the uh, AL Central standings. Yeah, the Twins are off tonight, so uh, there's a chance. Uh, if the Guardians can win, they can stretch that lead to uh, to two games, and uh, that would be a, you know that would be a little bit of a cushion with Seattle coming into town for a three game series this weekend. Right, and uh, the Twins, uh, you know, made some news. Uh, Byron Buxton uh, getting closer to being back uh, for them, but they they decided to bring up uh, Billy Hamilton uh, as they increase as as the rosters. Uh, uh, you know, increased today. So uh, Billy Hamilton, sort of like the uh, the village bicycle or the, the, the village bicycle in, uh, in in Minnesota in the American League Central. I think every team in the American League Central, except uh, uh, what, did, did he play for Kansas City? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know if he played uh, for them. But uh, it just feels like uh, pretty much every team, maybe besides Detroit, he's he's been a part of. So uh, he, he was in camp with the, uh, the Guardians uh, a couple of years back. Uh, just Billy Hamilton with the Twins does that make a make a lot of sense right now? Yeah, I think so. You know, Joe, they've got a bunch of outfielders on the uh, the injured list. Uh, Kirilov, uh, Buxton, like you said, is supposed to come back this weekend, but they've got two or three outfielders on the uh, IL. So you know, Hamilton, you know, still one of the fastest guys in baseball, can uh, really go get it in center field. Not that much of an uh, an offensive threat. But uh, if he gets on base, he can go. I remember great duels between him and uh, Roberto Perez when he when Perez was catching for the uh, for for Cleveland and Hamilton was playing for uh, the Reds. You know they they would like challenge each other and and Perez was one of the few guys to throw uh, Hamilton out. And I remember a couple of times at second base he got him. Yeah, just. I remember a couple of games when he played in Cincinnati where he changed games with his legs and, and the speed that he had. Yeah, there's no doubt. He's he's a pretty good player. He's been around. You know, he's, what, 32, 33. So maybe he's, he's, his tank is a little empty, but I bet he can still go get it. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City for a season, uh, Atlanta, the Mets, the, the White Sox, and Miami uh, earlier this year. So I don't think he ever played any games in the big leagues with Cleveland, but he was with the organization. So uh, I think Detroit is the only team in the central that he hasn't, uh, hasn't been a part of. So uh, very interesting uh, there as well. Uh, Before we get going, uh, I I know uh, it was, it was on all the highlight shows. It was on uh, sports center last night in, New York, uh, they they made a big deal. The Mets did uh, when they brought in Edwin Diaz. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this this Timmy Trumpet uh, introduction, but it's it's taken over baseball. It's taken uh, the game by storm. Uh, it's the it, it, it's this really interesting thing where uh, when they call Edwin Diaz out to to close out a game, he uh, he comes out to this music that's uh, uh, very uh, Latin inspired and, uh, the, you know, the trumpets playing and the, the whole crowd gets into it. Uh, what do you think of uh, that? And, and can the can the Guardians maybe capitalize with their own elite closer and, and, and do something similar for Emmanuel Classe? 
Geez, I don't know. That that is really cool. It's a, it's really a cool thing that that they do. It uh, you know, it's uh, Citibank. Is it Citibank Field? I think that's it's, what. It yeah, is. City City Field. Yeah. City I mean, field, nothing's yeah. nothing's ever going to beat Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera has the hammer. He comes out to enter Sandman, and you know the game is over. Uh, that that's that's that. But I mean, this almost feels like when you've got Timmy Trumpet going and the crowd's all up. It felt. It, it it reminded me of the Puerto Rico series uh, when the the Guardians and the the Twins went or the, the Cleveland and the and the Twins went down there. Um, the way that the crowd was in the stands and everybody it was that festive atmosphere. When when they call out Edwin Diaz, it's it's a festive atmosphere in yeah. in uh, in in New York. Yeah, it sounds like a matador entering entering the bull ring. That's what I, you know, I, that's what I envisioned. You know, and he's, you know, he walks in there and uh, ready to, uh, you know, face two thousand pounds of uh, angry bull or something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. It's 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 something different. It's cool. I don't know if it would work in Cleveland. Maybe we've got to get some guy. Uh, I don't know what who's a great guitar player from Cleveland. He's got to do a riff when uh, well, when Class A comes in. Well, maybe maybe you get uh, you know Patrick from the uh, the Black Keys to do something on the drums or something like that. Maybe a, a drum beat would work, uh, as, as, you know, sort of in a, in a way to honor John Adams with that. Uh, but you know, they used to do uh, the the pyrotechnics. They used to do the flames out in the center field uh, when Andrew Miller would come into the game. They had the whole uh, you know there there was a whole setup and it it it, it was set to music and uh, Andrew Miller would come in and there would be a uh, you know, flames shooting out of the center field wall, but I don't, they haven't done that in the last few years. I, I don't know if there was an issue with the, you know, the trees out there getting singed or something. I, I, I'm, I'm not really, I, I, I guess we could check into that. I guess we can ask Curtis why the, uh, why the, the, the pyrotechnics went away for the, the late inning closer, uh, introductions there, but, uh, they do, they, they sort of, there's a, an audio track for class A that they play, which it sounds like a, almost like a fire truck uh siren that that they sound off so i don't know maybe maybe they can work on something but uh anything right now is just going to be a, an imitation or a rip off of that timmy trumpet and he uh it, it seems to be working because diaz has been dominant uh i i think if class a wins the the relief man of the year in the um the american league uh, i think uh, diaz is your candidate for the uh, the national league yeah, I, I was looking at his stats, Joe. I mean, he has a hundred strikeouts in, in about fifty-seven innings, fifty-five innings. God, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, Class A has, has pitched almost as many innings, but he's not striking out as many guys as as uh, Diaz is. And and you know, a couple of years ago, weren't they ready to run Diaz out of New York? I mean, he was mm -hmm. like that. So it, I guess his fortunes have turned around. Yeah, he was the big acquisition out of uh, Seattle. And you think about. Uh, how good Seattle's bullpen is right now. If they had Edwin Diaz at the back end of that bullpen, they'd be unstoppable. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, one more with Baltimore before the Guardians open up a series uh, against the Mariners uh, this weekend. Hoinsey, we will uh, take a look at that uh, on Friday, and we'll check in with you then. All right, Joe.